Good evening, everybody on the Suffolk Ram. Skazus. Welcome to episode 176 of the Van Nerd Podcast. Which I will completely forget by the time we get to the next thing that we talk about. How have we been going this long? Oh, I don't know. We're doing very well. And do you want to know something scary, Skaz? Let me just quick Go count. On. One, two. Don't you dare. <laughs> Three, four. There are five podcasts till Christmas. Well, that's it. Christmas is banned. That's it. It's gone. It's over. It's finished. Never again. <laughs> My Christmas present to the world is no more Christmas. But what about the hampers? I like hampers. People can still have Christmas hampers. They can have, they can have end of year hampers. End of year hampers. <laughs> we'll have a harvest festival. Harvest festival? You missed that. that was last week. I went to Norwich Cathedral for the Harvest Festival. Did you? I did. Why? Someone I knew way well was speaking there. <gasps> yeah. Was it good? Yeah, he did all right. Good. Yeah, it was good. Was it you? No. Oh. <laughs> Mate, what would I have to do to be able to speak at Norwich Cathedral? They, they wouldn't want me up there. Yeah, of course they would. I'd Look at you, fire. classy chap. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Never going to happen. Aww. Unless somehow through some bizarre sort of, com- like sort of 90s sitcom series of events, I end up being like the next Archbishop, Can- Archbishop of Canterbury. That's never going to happen. That would be fantastic. I will actually take my duties more serious if that were the case. <laughs> I'd just be the film. There'd just be me sat there and I'd be sat there on, with the sort of like the, the funny hat on, the big stick, and, the, and it'd just like s- slow into a voiceover and it would just say, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Well, and that <laughs> just like fades and rewinds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago, I was like, wait, this is awfully quick. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a spare of the moment decision. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks previously. <laughs> they couldn't find anyone better. <laughs> I was here. <laughs> a shot of me on my PC surrounded by cans of magnets with real engine set open <laughs> it's like, oh, you know what i should just i reckon i could do a better job on twitter says the suffolk ram uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's a film to be made anyway so <laughs> so scarce what have you been up to oh god mate well would you believe i've been playing east I mean, I've never done that before. <laughs> no, I mean, to be honest, it surprises me that you play East. I mean, I know how much you, like, despise the series and avoid it completely. Especially, like, JRPGs. I, just, I never play them. What's, no, what is JRPGs. the point? I mean, games with controls. <gasps> we have to press buttons to control characters. Yeah. Ugh, that's dumb. Why would you do that when you could play yeah. Pong? Is the paddle technically a character? Uh, Yes. Oh, well, then I'm I sure. Play that I either, think then. both the paddles have both big, in-depth backstories. Oh, mate, what about the ball? Uh the ball. See, basically, the paddles represent a love triangle going on. So, the paddles are two blokes who are fighting for the affections of a woman, and the ball is the woman. And it's the bounty bound fall represents how she changed, how they basically fight the affections over each other, and eventually one will kill the other to succeed. Fantastic! I never knew it was that in-depth. The movie. Mate, that's going to happen. Didn't they already make a Pong movie? I am going to Google now and see if there's Pong movie. Let's see. Well, there is a movie called Pong from 1986. But I don't know if it's about the... uh, the, the, uh, 
Sam Pohl is a gambler living without concern for how his wife will manage their household without his earning money. In order to get food and provisions, his wife and Hubu sleeps with various merchants in the village. See, I'm telling you, I was right. Now One of the few men she does not sleep with, a lustful servant named Sam Dool, decides to reveal her to her husband for revenge. Now, I'm pretty sure, given that this is a Japanese film, or a Chinese film, one or the other, um, I'm pretty sure this has nothing to do with the game, but I'm going to go on break that this is the official Pong movie. Sounds fantastic. There you go, 10 out of 10. Best Link movie in the show ever. notes, 6.5 out of 10, according to IMDb. Out of 119 people rated it, and it runs for 1 hour 54 minutes. That's, what, that's pretty good for a, an old... Wow, okay, yeah, cool. I reckon that's just probably people randomly finding out looking for Pong the movie, and then going, oh, mate. <laughs> oh, that's there's a sequel right. called Pong 2, out of South Korean. There you go. What was Sounds Pong about 2 right. about? I'm interested in what Pong 2 is. The same thing, but the husband. <laughs> Chen Jeon's wife is beautiful and all, despite his lowly job and reputation as the, as the village idiot. Beautiful. <laughs> A group so of- it sounds like is that the story of my life but from the South Korean <laughs> I perspective? Just wasn't expecting that next part of the sentence to arrive. Um, a group of local boys, jealous of Chung Jin, report jealous of the village idiot, report him to the Japanese. Wow, you gotta be like, you gotta be really low down <laughs> if you're jealous of the village idiot. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Report him to the Japanese police as a member of the Korean resistance. Damn. <laughs> The plot thickens. <laughs> Followed what, by twist? Pong. No, no, it gets better. There's a Pong free. No. <laughs> Same thing. Same groove. <laughs> free to fighter Sam Poe, back with Sam Pope no, learns that his location has been discovered by the Japanese police, so he flees in night, but not before leaving his girlfriend and Ak behind as collateral on his gambling debts. And Ak is uneducated and has no job skills, so the debtor forces her to work as a prostitute if she wants to earn her freedom. Please tell me there's a Pong 4. Oh, there's no Pong 4. Uh, they, I think they, they figured they'd worn that one into the ground. No, they always <laughs> intended to be a trilogy. And unlike George, and unlike, what's his face, George Lucas, they decided they weren't going to fuck with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, they didn't even bother re-editing it every, for the 10-year anniversary yeah, or whatever. Yeah, there's digital remastered version and so forth to come out later or something new, with new CGI in it. The, the new 8K Blu-ray release. Okay, yes. 8K, yeah. They weren't such a populist that range of toys in the shops, were they? The Pong series of films, as opposed to Star Wars. Well, I mean, they tried. They had a fantastic game that really accurately represented the films. It's not very often that a video game tie-in is that accurate. I know. That, I, 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 that game was spot on. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I played it, all of my favourite scenes. It's limited for it's limited for the period of the time. You know, they only had so much technology, so they did what they could. But they somehow managed to pull the essence of Pong, the film, into Pong the game. They saw, despite the fact that the game came out for the film, they still managed to do it somehow. It was really impressive. Shh. Shh. Time paradox. Time paradox. It was it was an editing problem. That's why. That's why they kind of pitched it at the same time. Mm. And, 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 you know, how sometimes scripts have to change a little bit. And then there was a lot of drama on set and the films kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And yeah, no, that, that's, 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 that didn't happen. Pong, 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 the game came first. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mislead you like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, yes. Tell us about yeah. yes. So, was it like last year, year before, a couple of years ago, many years ago, year. I I played East 8. And I had many an option to play East 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. I've already spoken about it on the podcast. But in the end, I played it on Nintendo Switch. I could have played it on Vita, because it came out on Vita, I believe. But I, I don't play games unless I can stream them traditionally. And well, Vita's a handheld, so that was out. We had the Vita TV, but that was a pain in the ass to stream and had a game whitelist on it. So if the game wasn't on the whitelist, you couldn't, you couldn't actually play the game on it, even if it was a Vita game, you know, not on the whitelist. You can't play it on your telly. Stupid. Right. Yeah. Then I could have played it on PlayStation 4 because it came out on PS4. I'm pretty sure he said it came out on Vita, but either way, um, you know, it comes out on PlayStation 4. My PS4 is dead. Don't want to ruin the game for myself with a broken PlayStation that crashes every 15 seconds. So it doesn't matter. We'll go on to the Nintendo Switch when it comes on Nintendo Switch. Played it, loved it, fantastic. There was one other option, which was uh, PC. But the PC version was reportedly really, really, really bad. Really bad, like the port was just terrible. East 9 comes out. And it comes out on PlayStation 4, because traditionally these, these games come out on on PlayStation first. And then after about 70 billion years, they come out on other platforms. And obviously I can't play Snowden on my PlayStation because my PlayStation's dead. Comes out on Switch and folks said, if you didn't mind playing East 8 at a low frame rate, because the game is supposed to play at like 30, uh, 60 FPS on most other platforms other than Vita and Switch, which play at like 30 and 15, whatever. Um, I swear it was on Vita, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, Switch, you have to be willing to play at a lower frame rate. East 9, apparently the frame rate tanks even lower than 30 at times. And I was like, uh, realistically, I, I want to have a smooth experience. Apparently, even the PlayStation 4 version had a pretty rough time with uh with east nine so i was like okay so i can't play on the playstation the switch is a bit wobbly i bought it on the switch hoping that it would be okay in the end i didn't even bother i didn't even bother launching it so i bought it on pc and in the end i got impatient i was like right i'm gonna play through east eight on pc and see what the hell people are complaining about have they fixed it and the answer was for the most part yes they have fixed Isei. It wasn't perfect. There are a few graphical glitches here and there. And somehow I managed to overpower enemies a lot stronger than me by occasionally glitching the crit system. Like you could, you could do massive combinations of critical hits. So you do a single sword swing and maybe you'd hit the enemy like 15 times. And I'm like, ah, and then the enemy dies. Fantastic broken doesn't happen all the time but it was fucking hilarious when it did happen all of a sudden this enemy has a, a whole health bar and it just disintegrates it was great but played it through um super happy fun time it was like 40 odd 40 odd 50 hours got the super happy ending explored the map streamed the whole thing it was it was a it was a good laugh um and i was like all right well if, if now that east 8 is fine let's go for for east 9 East 9 had me super psyched because it's the latest in the series, obviously, 9, the newest one, but it's also the latest one as far as the chronology goes. So it actually goes something to this 
this effect. East one, east two, uh, east four, east three, east five. Uh, no. Eight gets tacked in somewhere around five, then six, then seven, then nine. Something like that, but they're all over the place. So it's the latest one in the series. I get to see how the characters have changed. I get to see what's going on in the world uh, after tying all the wonderful little pieces together. It's really, 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 really psyched to see what they're going to do with it. And realistically, honestly, I can't tell you a huge amount about it because it's it's I've I've only just gone through like the tutorial. It's East Eight with a new coat of paint. A lot of the mechanics in it are East 8, which was basically East 7, but with a few bits tacked on. Um, controls have been a bit refined. Graphics are gorgeous. The soundtrack is fantastic. Yet again, you play as Adol the Red. Um, and it's... it's Does his boat sink this time? No, because he doesn't arrive by boat. What? But funny enough, I know. It's well, it's funny actually. You mentioned that. You mentioned that the game does it too. Okay, so I can't tell you much about the story, but what has basically happened so far is Adol and Dogie have turned outside, turned up outside of this city that is basically just it's a big prison. It's a city, and in the middle of it is a fucking huge fortress that got turned into a prison. And as you're going up towards the main gate, there's loads of, loads of, all, all of a sudden these guards are all there and you're like, hey, what's going on? This, this is really dodge. Is everything okay? And they're like, oh, hey, we recognize you. I'm like, uh oh, this can't be good. An entire platoon of soldiers turns up. You're, uh, you're at all the red, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. No, I'm not. Well, you're a you're a fugitive. No, I'm not of the uh, you know you're, you're wanted in the Roman Empire. So you know <laughs> I'm, I'm your asses are going to be I'm arrested. Not... You're like I have done I've done nothing, and then they just fucking like more guards come out. They grab you and they drag you into prison. I'm not Adol the Red. I'm Hitler the Blue. There you go. Well, it's funny actually because he becomes Adol the Black later. <laughs> because all it takes to outsmart all the guards is Adol dyes his hair. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, it's great. You get thrown into prison right at the start. And one of the things that happens is you get taken to like an interrogation room and this woman interrogates you. And she's like, you're an adventurer. I, like she basically calls him a like a compulsive liar. She's like, gods, alchemy, all this absolute rubbish. No way any of this is true. The only thing that I can find that you've done that is true is one time when you got involved with the, the Roman Navy and the whole shit went to hell for them. You've confirmed it. It was in the reports. I thought the reports were bollocks, but it lines up. Everything else, you are full of shit. In fact, and then she just goes through all these things from the different games. You seem to be involved in an incredible amount of accidents at sea. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's like, it's not my fault. And she's like, eh, well, I don't think that's, that's just not possible. No one can be that unlucky at sea. How do I know you weren't conspiring with the crew? It's like, to do what? Sink their bloody boats? <laughs> you crazy woman. But so the game pokes fun at all of these little bits right at the start. No one believes that Adol has been on all of these adventures. They just see him as this pain in the ass 
like thorn in the side redhead crazy guy going around talking shit all the time but you break out of prison and as you're breaking out of prison you get shot by this random person who curses you now when that you've you been curses, are we talking mystical curses or fuck off adult curses? <laughs> mystical <laughs> curses, because uh, I mean, it felt like a bit of a fuck you because she shot you, and it's just like, well, now you've been cursed. It's like, why? Because I cursed you. That's why. Like, <laughs> I hereby. Well, that doesn't bloody help. <laughs> I hereby send you the curse of bullet in the chest. <laughs> so, when now you've been cursed, you can't leave the city. So I've escaped the prison, and unlike most people who escape prison, I have to stay near the prison. <laughs> and because because of the, the oh, that's it's funny giving it's, the guards a fighting chance. Well, I suppose because I'm hiding in plain sight. Doggy Wall Crusher Doggy's there too, and he's like, oh, I don't know how I feel at this hiding in plain sight, not being able to leave the city, right by the prison. It's a bit dodgy. New adventure starting. Oh well. Does Dogie get sent to prison as well as just Adol? No, they leave Dogie alone. They know he's there. They're like, oh yeah, you're Dogie, the Wall Crusher. You're a pussy, and they just leave him. (laughs) They grab, they grab Adol, drag him to prison, and they're like, Dogie, you're a pussy. Just fucking, just go, go walk, go walk away, mate. Just walk off. What criminal justice system is this? This is like worse than the American system. What, what is going on? I know it's mental. It's absolutely mental. And and they're like in the, in the prison. They're like, oh yeah, you know, all you all you people, you don't have you don't have names. You've got numbers. Your seats are assigned. You can't talk to any other prisoners whilst everyone's talking to each other. I was like, what the fuck are you doing to enforce any of this? Nothing. The guards are like, oh hey mate, how you doing? It's pretty good, isn't it? Just don't cause me any trouble, and we'll be good, pally pally. I'm like, this is absolute horseshit. Yeah, we don't know our way around half of this place because it used to be a fortress, but, you know, just don't get lost. That'll be fine. Who so, the hell's running this prison? Who, who the hell got put in charge as basically the most useless governor, warden of the it's, prison service? It's great, isn't it? Because the, the, the warden is new. He's in charge of the militia in the town as well. And all of a sudden, there's holy knights there as well. I'm like, what the fuck are they doing there? And... So I'm cursed. I can't leave. The town is run by complete and utter morons. You can't tell someone who changed their hair color. Oh well, that's the six. Like, well, how are we going? How are we going to scope out the place? I know. I'll hide in this abandoned inn and I will dye my hair black. No one will know who I am. And it turns out, right, as part of Adol's curse is that his clothes change into a more gothic-y overcoat. And his hair is slightly longer and redder, I suppose. And yet people are still like, is that the same guy? To be fair, guys, it doesn't surprise me the one bit. Given that his history of how this prison is run, how they don't know their way around it, how they're all lost and how they don't arrest both of them. I think that I think if I were in that situation, I'd go for Dharma Hair because I think these guys are a bunch of idiots. This is going to work. I, I basically just like draw, get a pen, draw a mustache on my face. It would work. Uh, yeah, th- I mean, that is pretty much how it goes. Because he's like, yeah, you're still wearing the same clothes that you went into prison in, but you're wearing a scarf, a red <laughs> scarf, and you've dyed your hair black. Oh, it doesn't change the colour of the scarf, then? No, no, because you, you put on the red scarf. Uh, That's the only difference to your outfit. You've put on a scarf and dyed your hair. It's like Superman, yeah, if I put on my glasses, 
and I, and I put my pants on underneath my trousers. No one will know who I am. Is this the double so, bluff? And the guy says, are you Adolf the Red? Would Adolf the Red wear a red scarf? That would give it away, wouldn't it? I suppose you're uh, right. All right, then. Yeah, that's a bit... No, you're right. Uh, be on your way. <laughs> but that, like, that is pretty much how it happens. And because of the curse, if I use any of my cursed powers, because somehow I've gained cursed powers now, um, I can't really explain what that... But they're a way to navigate around the map. This one's more vertical, so you have the ability to like run up walls and, and mm. things like that. But when you use these powers, you turn into your cursed form, which is the guy with the gothic red trench coat and the flame red hair again. No one fucking recognizes it's Adol. Literally, the guy's face is exactly the same. He can be talking to someone, and then all of a sudden he'll go from his red-headedness to the black-headedness. Oh my god, it's you, Adol! No shit! Claire, he even is... introduces, even when he's got black hair, he's still introducing him like himself as Adol. They're like, oh hey, you're Adol, aren't you? And he's like, uh, 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 like, oh, don't like me, I know it's you, Adol. And then when all of a sudden he's got the flame red hair, they don't recognize him anymore. It's like, what? <laughs> I always love it. This is a, this is something I only ever see in computer games. When you're cursed, somehow you're better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Any computer game fantastic. where you get a curse, you can like walk on walls, walk through things. You're cursed. You know you're really bad. It's really bad. Cursed. mate, I can jump over skyscrapers now. How's this a curse? That that is pretty much it. That is pretty much how it works. And I'm like. Okay, fair enough. And that is literally all I've managed to figure out up to this point. Oh, and for some reason now I own a pub. Well, you, well, I own a pub in the in the city, and some rich girl has given me the funds to run the pub and do stuff. But she knows that I'm a fugitive and a cursed being. Yet that's okay, I guess. And she's not going to rat me out for reasons because I'm adult. <laughs> <laughs> and the story would be pretty shit without me, I suppose. But yeah, I was complaining like, to the guards. Adol, it turns out you've got plot armor, so I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've got indestructible plot armor plus one. <laughs> but it's it's I don't know. Realistically, it is East Eight with a fresh coat of paint. Mechanically, which is technically East Seven, but it's it's got all the same dodge and uh, parry and guard mechanics. Um, a lot of the quests function the same way. Um, a lot of the side missions function the same way. Um, map is set up largely the same way, except as I say, this one's got a bit more verticality to it. So like now you can climb up walls and access new areas that you wouldn't have been able to in other East games. Uh, so some, the map is now really fucking confusing. I'm still like, wait, wait, I'm, there's a treasure chest here. Where is the treasure chest? It's right next to me on the map. Where is it? Oh, hang on a minute. It's on a level above me. Now, how do I get to it? Is that something I can access now, or is that something that I'm going to need another ability for in the future? And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> do that I need the to world... get cursed again to access this chest. <laughs> I need another curse. I need a new one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm not a huge fan of the map at this point because this one takes place almost in, in, well, it takes place entirely in the city and in the prison, and. The last time they tried that was East Origin, where that took place in one map. 
which was Darm Tower. Not hugely interesting. Um, I think that the maps of East 7, Memories of Celsetta, and um, East 8 were kind of, they're nicer than 9. But character design and music is fantastic at this point. Um, as I said, controls are pretty solid. The port seems really, really good. But, I mean, straight away, as soon as the title went and you, uh, you hear the kind of intro voiceover, chills down my spine. I was that psyched for it. As soon as the battle music hits, I was like, yeah, it's going to be great. And then the game says to me, my first disappointment. So uh, if uh, when you start the game, uh, we've detected that you've got a save game for East 8. And we will give you an item for your save game from East 8. If you had a save game from Memories of Cell Setter, we'd have given you an item from that too. But you don't have a save data for Memories of Cell Setter, so go fuck yourself. And I was like, no, because I was live streaming. I, I was live streaming my kind of initial impressions, the first launch. I have got a save game for Memories of Cell Setter, but if I download Memories of Cell Setter whilst I'm streaming, this is going to tank the game. So I had to start minus one item. I'm aggro now because I'll never be able to get it. Unless you restart from scratch. No! That <laughs> ruins the playthrough. <laughs> but if you're on Switch, because Memories of Cell Setter didn't come out on Switch, they just give you the item. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's been it's nice so far. There's been some nice throwbacks. The story is ridiculous. It's full of stupid little jokes and in-comments for the other games. Um, they've already mentioned East 8. They've mentioned East 6. Um... It's loads and loads and loads and loads of little references and that it's, it's been it's been kind of neat and i'm only a few hours in but when i actually get to give it a go a proper go and figure out what the hell is going on in this story i'll actually i'll actually properly talk about the game but i do recommend people play it but definitely play eight and memories of self set first so you can get those initial items for the new game but they've done a good i think i think they've done a good job with the port mm. Considering the shit East 8 got, I, I, so far it's, it's working great. It's recognized the control pad. It's recognizing resolutions, although uh, refresh rates on monitors aren't quite accurate. Because um, for some reason it thinks I'm, my monitor runs at 144 hertz when it doesn't. It's locked at 120 at the moment. But it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll do this refresh rate too. No, you won't. Um, even though for some reason it then says, hey, do you want us to lock the frame rate at 60? The answer is yes by default. So, okay. Whatever, but yeah, it's 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 neat. I'm really, really, really looking forward to playing it. I'm hoping it's going to be another fifty plus hour East game, but that means it's going to take a while before I actually get to talk about it properly. So, so we'll look forward to yeah. that. Um, twenty twenty two then. Yeah, Ram, you need to play some East games. Do I? You? Yeah. Do I really? Yeah. Yeah, you you get to you get to try and figure out this prison system because I ain't got a fucking clue, mate. <laughs> we get some lawyers involved in this. Oh, mate, you should have seen. I think it was. I can't remember if it was uh, East Four or East Seven. You get arrested and sent to the Coliseum, and they're like, "Yeah, we have no proof that you did the thing that you did, but you're being sentenced to death. The only way you're getting out of this is if you win this fight and somehow escape." I was like, "Hmm, challenge accepted." <laughs> 
And did you? Well, but that, there's, an, there's, there's an East Nine. <laughs> so, yes. Yes, but we've established that- these people can't tell the difference between adult but hair colour, so it could be it could be someone cosplaying as him and they'd be convinced it's the same guy. I'm actually worried there might be another person pretending to be adult in East Nine, so... Because for some reason, there was a cutscene where I was back in prison. I was like, what's going on? Why do I keep waking up in prison? What am I doing? Perhaps he's dreaming, or perhaps actually the prison is actually very accurate and robust, and this has all just been a dream. Yeah, see, you guys, you, you're like, everyone keeps saying that, oh, yeah, you just, you know, you just having, you're having flashbacks. The game does start, and then 30 seconds later, it says, yeah, a week earlier. And I'm like, right away? Straight away? I'm going to break out of prison, and now you're going to tell me how I got put in prison. Thanks. <laughs> you could have, you know, opened with that. But no, I, okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll start with the, we'll start with breaking out of prison. And and then I'll get thrown back in it, and then I'll end up out of prison again, and 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 now I'm confused. And then you'll put me back in prison, and I'll be back out. Of prison. I mean, let's put it this way: by chapter two, I was breaking back into the prison. <laughs> so so, yeah. yeah you know the prison just broke out of. Yeah, you, you you need to go back. Yeah, yeah, it was great. They seemed they didn't really seem to care. I mean, they they caught me in there. They're like, it's him! It's the Crimson King! Not Adol the Red, who looks identical. It's a fucking, this Adol! How many red-headed Germans do you see walking around your fucking city? Oh, look, there's a new red-headed guy in a big red jacket. That can't be Adol. He's just escaped from prison. <laughs> but that guy's turned him. up. Excuse me, are you Adol? No. Oh, not him then. No, mate. Well, if you see him, can you let us know, eh? Looks a bit like yeah. you. Mate, mate, do you promise if you were adult, would you tell us the truth? Yeah, yeah, of course I would. Oh, thanks, of course mate. I would, Are you mate. adult? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, all right, then. <laughs> all right. He, he, said he, he said he promised he wouldn't lie, and he said he's not adult, so he must not be. Oh, well, you know, oh, well. let's go and have a coffee break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. There's someone, let's, oh, look, someone's wearing a red T-shirt. Let's go ask them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is literally it. And the fact that, seriously, when they arrested Adol and the guard was like, yeah, Dogie, you ain't even worth my time. I was like, is that really a reason to let someone off? You're not worth the effort to arrest you. <laughs> I was like, fine. I just the fact that you got two people. One's called Adol the Red, which just, could just mean it's his favourite colour. The other guy's called Dogie the Warbreaker. Wall Crusher. Wall yeah. Crusher. <laughs> Out of the two, who do you think you're going to arrest? I would go for the one called War Crusher. Who used to be a bandit. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like, so we've got this right here. We've got John the Painter or, or like Cerberus the Murderer of Souls. Let's go for John the Painter. I would. Sounds too dodgy to me. Yeah. No one has such a nice name. Double Bluff. Oh, mate. It turns out he's a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. Play it. So what have you been doing, Ram? Well, a couple of things. So, um, couple of things. A couple of things, oh. yes. Well, well so um, game-wise, I've been playing a game called The Escapists 2. Two? Um, not one? Not one, no. The magazine The Escapist? No. Okay. Um, so, that, didn't that come out around the time when loads of people were doing like the angry video game nerd the game and and all that kind of stuff, possibly like, based on internet series and stuff, possibly it's YouTubers' to, life and stuff like that. No, it's something about that. It's something to do with the game. 
Um, oh, okay. I get the feeling this was based. This has clearly been inspired by Prison Ar- Prison Architect, but oh, a different okay. way. So Prison Architect did actually eventually introduce a mode where it was like, okay, so you design your prisons. Let's let's give you a mode where you are the prisoner and have and to you try get to and break s- out. Yeah, and the escapists obviously saw this and thought that's a good idea. That's just a whole game around that. So the whole game is your prisoner. Here's a prison escape out of it. So you start off as a um, you start off with a very obviously your, your tutorial prison is a very basic prison and it gives you the basics of how to escape. So you can you have to basically so you you start off at the prison and you're ordering the prison to start and that's a see if I've just done done thing but anyway whatever anyway so you're in the, you're prison. In the prison you're in the prison at the start, at start. you're in the prison at, at the start of the game you're in the prison and. When you're starting the prison, what you need to do, just before, as just as you're starting the prison, is to um, you have to in the prison at the start. <laughs> yeah, you basically have to attend like basically as there's a time limit on the game as it goes round, and as you play it, you'll get like sort of you have to follow like sort of a routine in the prison. So there'll be like roll call, um, exercise. So um, what you're saying is you can't break out as the guards are walking by because they've got their rounds so you choose to pick a time when they're not around yeah yeah indeed well you do that as well but you have to they will notice if you don't attend the sort of routine in the prison so every time you miss like um doing the exercise that will basically increase the security level of the prison okay so the prisons have a security level one to five stars a bit like gta and the more the higher the figures go the more guards they put in the prison, and also the more eventually they'll start adding putting dogs into the prison. Uh, oh, you get to I the, love doggos. Yeah, these, you want love these doggos. They're faster than you, run you down, hold you down, and basically savage you. They numb on your nuggies. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, um, and also at the very highest level, they actually really swap team members into the prison to just beat everybody up. So, Excellent. Yeah. So you're so the exact opposite to what happens to adult then. Pretty much, yeah. This adult would, are you ad- a prisoner? No, mate. <laughs> yeah, no, adult. These guys are competent. They, 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 they know. Like they just, they psychically know that you're. They just look at you and go, "They're dodgy." The dogs are psychic. They know if you're carrying like a, a, a like a hammer. They know. They just know. And they will pull you down. Because they've, they've rubbed down all of your tools with dog food and biscuits. <laughs> yeah. The do, the do, these dogs, this is our sniffer dog. He's trained to sniff hammers. Um, so, yeah. so you beautiful. Have to, so, you're in your prison, and what you have to do is basically follow the routine of the prison so you don't get, you don't, basically, you need to sort of, like, sort of play along with the prison guards, you know, go to the, make sure you, definitely don't miss roll core. If you miss roll core, if you eat them instantly, it goes level five lockdown. Full out because they, 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 they don't miss it. Yeah. Ram. <laughs> and <laughs> Present. Next day, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> You're sounding a bit different. <laughs> Present. That's what we used to say. <laughs> and yeah, so you have to. So the routine and the routine's prison will be slightly different. So um, it might be a case okay, you have roll call at, at 6 a.m. Um, then you have breakfast in the cafeteria, and then after you've got a bit of free time until lunchtime in the cafeteria. Obviously. Then you might have to do your job. So you can s- s- apply to do a job in the prison. And if you do, so that can be like, you know, waste management, like disposing of all like waste in the various. It's basically a little mini game. Like you have to dispose of the right colored tram, rubbish bag into the right colored incinerator. 
Prison guard. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you could do that, I suppose. But as far as I'm aware, you can't kill anybody in this game. I think you go and lock them out, and then the doctors come along. Well, you definitely up. can't be. A, you definitely can't be a prison guard. Then. <laughs> yeah. So prison adult op- cosplayer. Yeah. So the prison guards are quite happy to come knock you out if they if they if you upset them. Um, and yeah, you do your job. They might have to go to exercise and then perhaps have a shower. Um, and then perhaps a bit more free time. There's usually like one final roll call just before bedtime, and then you go into your. Then you have to go back to your cell. And if after you're given like sort of a, a few seconds to get back to your cell, if you're not in your cell at that time, or they catch you if you're not in the cell doing lights out, they find you outside the cell. Then that's like instant lockdown. They'll come after you, send the SWAT after you, and take you down basically. So what you're saying is, every time you need to break out, if you need to have an excuse, you need to make sure. That you time your breakouts with Vindaloo Day. Exactly. What what is amusing though is of course the way the game works, it tracks. You just have to like be in the right area doing the time frame. So for roll call, as long as you walk into where the roll call happens, you'll get a little tick saying, Yeah, you've attained roll call, you can immediately walk back out again. <laughs> so- oh no, I've got like two seconds. Walks in the door, walks oh. back out, nailed it. Yeah, that is that is but as long as you're in there, lawful to go, pink. Yep, you're there. You've done it. You can go off. You can clear off. Um, so, so the idea of the game is, is it's really basically sort of like a puzzle game. Really, you're trying to, you're observing sort of the routine of prison, work out when you can do your best option to escape, when's the best sort of time to break out, looking for like weak spots um, where you can break into vents, um, break through walls, um, where your areas are going to be noticed because you're there with there's two guards troll around the rooms and so forth and they will if they go into a room and they find a, a wall's damaged they'll obviously repair it and they'll and that'll make them think something's going on they'll raise security level so you can't just you have to pick and look sort of work out where you need to go where it's safe to go you can do certain things so you like you can craft like when you're breaking out walls you craft like posters to stick over the hole in the wall so you don't know you're breaking out um, so you do little tricks like that. So there are, there are ways and means around it. So that's one part of it is work, work your way, work out the routine, work out when the best to, to break out. The other bit is then obviously then you have to get the tools to do it. So it has a fairly robust crafting system and it's usual free, free ingredients, uh, to make an item. And free ingredients. Yeah. Free parts, free components, whatever you want to call them. Makes- I need to pick a lock. I need a cupcake. A teacup and a stool. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let's be fair. Adol breaks out of a fortress with nothing but a fork and a curse. Well, yeah, the curse helps quite a bit by the sounds, but you can run up walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, That's a great curse. Yeah. I mean, do things like it's 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 fairly robust. So you can do things like you can like um, if like for example you break through a vent using a pair of uh, using a metal file. You'll break through the vent, but you destroy the process. Or you can use a screwdriver and unscrew the vent and go through it, and then you can put the vent back so nobody knows. Well, that's clever. That's so clever. You get to choose. You get to choose a destructive path to get. I guess that's quicker. It can. It depends on level of the tool. It, um, okay. Screwdriver is. is uh, I mean, I was using a basic tool, so it took quite a while, but it was a very basic, shitty tool. So mm. you basically you craft to our basic person, then you can upgrade it by which works by crafting the next tier up and then the previous tool is one of the components needed for the next tier 
um, mm-hmm. method of upgrading things. So how you upgrade things is based on your intelligence. So you have to go to read a book and you play that little, again, little mini game to basically, and as long as you pass the mini game, your intelligence will go up. That same works also for strength and for fitness, uh, which controls your stamina. No strength obviously controls how hard you hit things. Um, so you can, they, again, you basically do these little mini, mini games to improve them up. It's, it's, it's fairly quick. If you can quite happily get up fairly to a high level fairly quickly. Um, not really like probably a few in-game days, you can max out most of the stats. I'm um, in the second, I'm on the prison I'm at the moment. I've, I'm on day seven and every stat's maxed out now. Um, just through sort of like sort of convenience or planning and timing and when to go and get work. That's all the sort of the ideal routine to do stuff. And that unlocks mm. higher level recipes. I mean, is just quickly, is there any need to max out character stats? Can you, could you just like say halfway it and then brute force through or? Uh, no, is there, well, the only, like, is there an optimum level that you uh, could realistically achieve to be able to get through most of these or yeah. is max level kind of no, a must? Not necessarily. No. So intelligence, crafting the, the, the sort, I think crafting the highest level tier requires 70 intelligence. So once you're at level 70, you've, you're, you're there basically. I just maxed it out because why the hell not? I've got some, I've got some free time. So, and then, <laughs> yeah, I'm in prison. I've got a bit of spare time. I'll just read a book oh, again. Oh, it's not fair. I never get to do what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I was quite like it actually. I can just go read a book for a couple of hours. It's quite nice. Um, so what we're saying is if you disappear for the next six months, it's because you've gone to prison because you want a break. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to go, yeah, I'm just going to go commit, a, I'm just going to commit some fraud somewhere. You know, something that doesn't hurt anybody directly. Um, commit some fraud somewhere and so I can just go down for a few months. I'll be <laughs> peace and quiet. Um, sounds what I was actually. Um, so you can, so crafting tools, you can either like, you have to, um, like search, you can like search other prisoners' cells, see if you can like walk desks to try and find tools. So go in their cells and there's no guards about. The guards see, they will say like, you know, get out of there. They'll tell you off. Um, they're all like sort of like reactive. Like, for example, it's roll call and they see you not going to roll call. They'll say to you, like, you know, hurry up, get over there. You need to go over there. They won't like make you do it. They'll like comment on it and say like, you need to get over there. Which I suppose is actually fairly really, this is like, go, go over there, go, sort it out. Um, but yeah, you're sort of searching around, trying in the boxes, trying to find tools. Some prisoners you can actually trade with and buy stuff off, and that's usually where you get the more unusual components. Um, you can also, um, obviously, if you find a way to break into some secure areas, so doors will be, uh, there's like color coded key cards to the doors, so some areas you can just go in, no problem. Some like guard areas you can't get in without the right key card. Um, you guys can't, some doors, like, for example, only, like, the drop doors, you can only access your workstation in the, or your drop area. You can't access the others. So if you want to get to other places, you will need to find a way to break into, like, vents and stuff to basically make your way around. The vent network itself don't, don't link up everywhere. So you have to, like, work out the way around. And this, like, you can do a map and work your way around. Which ones to go to? I need to go up there, climb through here, drop down there, then go into this bit here and climb up there and so forth to work your way around. So you have to think, you have to think about it. So it's, it's a puzzle game, really. Um, and then, oh, and then you can get the more pile of compo- components and craft more and gradually build it to break out. 
like so you have to work around sort of like the times and stuff. So like, oh, so in the one at the moment, I'm digging an underground tunnel, but I'm gonna be conscious of the times. Like, oh, roll call's coming up. I'm gonna have to stop now, go to roll call, until do my day to day stuff, and come back to this tunnel today. There's some other neat things as well. So the tunnel link, for example, you have to brace the tunnels. You can't just like keep digging forever. You have to have to build a wooden brace and brace the tunnel up so it doesn't collapse on you, which is neat. So you have to like gather materials, extra mats and stuff, um, or does that just just take more time to? So to build the frames, you need wood. So you have to find wood okay, and so cool. forth. Everything requires you to find stuff. It's one of those games where it's fairly nitty gritty. Everything has to be done. You have to find all the right components and so forth before you can do anything. So there are some annoying things. So for example, when you break a wall down, you pick up soil from mm-hmm. a broken wall. Um, but you can't just dump that anywhere. And if like your inventory is full, it won't. It will just stop the. It will, you'll just like stop breaking the wall down. You'll just like I can't do it. My inventory's full. I can't break this wall down because I ain't got space to put the soil in. That's a oh. bit. That's a bit annoying. It's like, well, I don't want the soil. Just let fall on the floor. I don't need it. Um, and as you can't dump it, just you can dump it on the floor. But if the guards see it, they'll like think something's amiss. So I had a bit of a moment where... As they should. As they should. So I had a bit of a moment where, I mean, I found this little room. The guards weren't going in out. So I used this to dig down. It's just all like, there's like, there's like mine shafts underneath the prison. I'm in, um, I'm in Texas. So there's like sort of mine shafts underneath this fort. And, uh, which is now, now prison. So I dug down, I dug down, dug a hole, which was fine. But when I was going in there, my plan was to clear up the soil so that the guards couldn't see me. See what's going on, and as I got, as I, I happened to walk too near the door, the doors open automatically. There's a guard walking past, and he just like, what, what's all that over there? And he just comes in this room. There's me standing in the corner. There's like massive saw. There's a massive hole in the ground. And I go, well, I'm off then. Bye. And just too too long. Just walked around like nothing doing me. Um, and then of course the guard sees him, goes, and then like because every bit of saw he finds increases the security level. So next thing I know is lockdown. Now I'm carrying a load of equipment and tools. So and there's now releasing the dog. The dogs will sniff me out. So I have to go find like this corner of this random room somewhere, just hide there, and just hope the dogs don't come in the room and find me. Luckily he didn't. And I was able to go back downstairs and just like nonchalantly walk back to my prison and, and hide my um illegal stuff oh the guards will actually um every day at roll call morning and afternoon they randomly pick two prisoners to search and they'll search like your desk and stuff to see if you've got anything in there you have to, to make sure you're not carrying around dodgy stuff but like when you're like oh i can grab this stuff in advance yeah yeah don't yeah okay cool so you have to be a bit more careful to- yeah uh, they, they search your desk so your desk has a hidden compartment which you can hide stuff in and they won't find it. So you have to be a bit careful where you put it. But there's not obviously very big, the hidden compartment. So you can't put up anything. Oh, so some areas will have mail detectors. Which if you're carrying contraband, or contraband detectors, I should say. Because they'll go off when you're carrying anything dodgy, if it's not metal. Um, so if you set one of those off, you need to basically hide up. Um, so, oh, cause if they, well, if they do knock you, if they knock, even if they knock you, you get knocked out because you get in a fight with another prisoner. The doctors will confiscate anything on you that is not, your, you shouldn't have, so you're mm-hmm. being confiscated. If you get knocked out during a lockdown, you get put in solitary confinement, and you're oh, stuck brilliant. in there for time. But you can peel potatoes to make time go by quicker. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah. So I've I've sort of 
I saw, I, I saw too, it took me a while to get into it, but now I have, and I sort of like, I think it, the, it's one of the ones that you have to sort of experiment. Once you sort of know what you can do, and you start seeing the plans, it, it's, it's a bit overwhelming at first, I found. Um, mm. once, once I learned what I could do with the crafting and so forth, I saw like kind of plans, and I was like, okay, I've got a goal now. So the first prison took me ages to break out of because I didn't really know what I should. I was like, okay, I'm in this prison. It's like, it's, it's like, to its credit, and I kind of like that the game. It's like, this is right. There you go. There's your prison. Off you go. Figure it out. And I kind of, I do like that actually in games. Um, I think you know, I'm so used to now sort of more modern games where they tend to handhold you quite a lot. But it's like, yeah. no, off you go. Figure it out. And you don't really, you've been showing the basics of how to craft, how to do stuff, and the basic idea of how to escape. This is like, no, off you go, figure it all out. And actually, we wanted to get out, because I saw, like, there were so many options. I was, like, balanced, trying to do, like, too many things at once, rather than saying, no, this is my plan of how I'm going to get out. This is what I need. This is the resource I need to gather. I'm going to focus on that and concentrate on getting it through and just make sure I don't cause any ripples by messing up the routine and so forth. I'm just going to concentrate on getting out and not upsetting the guards too much. Once I'd done that, I was able to get out, and the, and the, um, the prison on now, I'm working through a lot quicker because I know what I need to do. I know what materials I need. I'm searching for my trading form. I'm working at prison. I'm doing favors for prisoners as well, where you have to like retrieve certain goods for them and so forth. Um, they give you, and they'll give you money. It makes them happy with you as well. Some more trade with you. Um, and I'm gradually working at what I need to, um, get stuff. Oh, you can also ring up, go on the phone and call people for help, like on the phone and call people. And they'll, you can like, ask them for recipes and stuff. So I got, right. I got the cattle prod recipe today. <laughs> cause I'm in Texas. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think I'll unlock cause I'm in the sort of Texas prison. Cause like, you know, Texas cows, you get the cattle prod recipe now. So I've got that. Um, but it's also quite nice because it's a nice little ecosystem around the prison with all the, you have the guards, or sea enforced guard, you've got guard dogs, you've also got uh, medics, you've got like just general workers, um, mm. there's also a warden. What I also love is the workers don't give a shit at all. You can undo a vent, drop down to the room where the worker is, and they'll go, eh. Or right. above my pay grade. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't give a shit. They won't report you for like, you know, doing something dodgy, which, it's 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 funny, but there's like a bit oh, because I feel like well, what what's the point? I'm as well, it should be able to have like sort of like somehow like they should be like themselves should be patrolling. I've got to avoid them as well. They see me out. They don't necessarily have to attack. Me. If they see me like somewhere I shouldn't be, they should be like going, oh, I better go get a guard. You shouldn't be here type things. But no, they don't give a shit. Even if you're out after lights down, if you walk past, you can walk past the workers in lights out, and they won't give a shit. That's um, pretty much like what happens at the start of East Nine, and is like look. I don't care what you do. Just don't cause trouble on my shift. I was like, eh, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it feels like. Oh, there's also guard towers around the prisons as well with snipers in them. And if they see you doing something dodgy, they'll just shoot you. It's definitely Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's some more interesting. So the second prison I played is actually on a moving train. You're on a train, Cal, you have to sort of escape. Um, but there's a timer to get off the train and right. I had to sort of like sneak around the train. Oh, and the guards in that one said, look, if you're outside your prison cell, we don't care. We're going to beat you up. The guards, yeah. So I was like, don't, cause you're, you're only on here for transport. You don't need to be wandering around. If we see you outside, we're going to beat you up. So you have to sneak past those guys. 
and I escaped that one by finding uh, a couple of pens and I think a hang I think it was a handkerchief found and combined to make a fake carrot which I held at the side of the train to lure a horse which I then jumped on and rode away. I mean that's perfectly uh, logical. Yeah. So Yeah. So it's pretty yeah. neat. So it's um uh, but yeah, so it's pretty neat. It's it's I say it's 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 a I, I I took me a while to get into it, but now I've sort of got into it. Now I sort of like full sort of go over that hump of knowing what to do. I've found myself really enjoying it. Um, I'm like, oh, I was, I was playing it about called Cool Past Nine tonight. Before I came onto this, I thought I'm I thought I'm nearly out. I've nearly escaped. Oh, now I need something to brace a tunnel with. Right, okay, I need to do that. And I've got a plan. I'm going to do. It. I'm going to get out of this prison. They're never going to know. So let's say fine because I've got all my I've got my level three spade and my level three pickaxe and my level three file of cutters. I'm gonna get out. This is an escape, and I'm gonna just probably load it up as soon as we finish this podcast. Probably load it up again, just escape from that prison and be happy. <laughs> there oh, you go. I suspect the developers. I suspect I have a feeling the developers might be English. I also suspect the developers don't like center parks because the right. the first prison prison you go to is called is called. Um, Center perks, and, and you have to escape from right. when you escape. You get like awards and like sort of like award, the achievements on like holiday time. It's the achievements. I suspect they don't like center parks very much. Beautiful, yeah. or the fact that we tend to call minimum security prisons holiday parks. Oh well, they, uh, maybe could be that. that. Well, I mean, I've never heard of called that personally, but yeah, that's, that's generally what that's generally what people call them in the UK because the idea that you know. Minimum security prison. They're practically just walking around watching TV and playing PlayStation all day. <laughs> yeah, sounds good to me. So, are all prisoners gamers then? Pretty much. No. Uh, okay. That explain that explains so much about online game gaming culture. Yeah. yeah, it's about right. Yeah, they're just the ones that haven't been caught yet. So, next time we're on voice chat with some random pubs, should I just say, so what do you do to get in here? Yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's the groove. It's like, oh, mate, mate. But yeah, neat game. Um, quite fun. Um, so if you if you enjoy Prison Architect, you'll enjoy this because it's basically like the other side of it. Um, and it's clearly been inspired Prison Architect. So yeah, really neat little game. Cool. Awesome. The other thing I've been doing. Doing. Uh, doing. Watching. No, doing. Doing. Or doing. Did, or should I say Did. Which was last weekend. I played. I I played Phasmophobia IRL. Right, you went ghost hunting. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I don't believe in ghosts. Um. So so I went, but I've always wanted to go ghost hunting. For that sounds. Sorry, I just want to throw out there how ridiculous that sounded. I know. I don't believe in ghosts. Well, I don't believe in it, but I've always wanted to hunt them. <laughs> I just think it looks like a fun evening, just to sort of like sit around and shout at things, and and then when you hear some random general purpose creaky noise, automatically blame it on a spirit. Just seems like a funny way to thing to do. I I just want to throw out there, mate. I've I've filmed sarcastic air quotes ghost hunters, and it was absolutely hilarious because I I didn't have any stock in the game. They really did, and even just seeing because I had like an IR camera. Just seeing the front of my camera light up at any point freaked them <laughs> out. You know, I'm saying, it no, was, no, it does that. It's meant to do that. 
It's like, it's amazing. Oh, mate, I'm seeing activity. I'm seeing activity. And it's like, no, it's just the camera crew. <laughs> There's some weird rustling in the corner. And look, what's this thing on a big boom with a, with a spongy thing over it? Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a spirit manifesting. No, no, that, no, you're that. That's a sound man. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. It's a sound spirit. <laughs> I'm in here doing a lone vigil, plus the two cameramen, the sound man, the director, and the producer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the special He's effects, yeah, the special effects person, <laughs> the, the guy, the, and the guy that triggers the lights in the room. <laughs> yeah, but and then we've got the work intern with a sheet over his head. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? You had fun. I had great fun. Absolutely great fun. So it's it's by a company um, called Haunted. A Happens. company, yeah, called Haunted. Happens. They've got loads. This company, there's like there's like thirty. You, you paid to go on it. Oh no! Yeah, it's a, it's all they've got licenses to go around the various or big places. This is this one. So you can go around sort of like there's like they do loads of like old army bases and all sorts. Um, there's like thirty odd people there. I was Mate. quite surprised actually. May. <sighs> May. Now you're going to tell me you're an anti-vaxxer. No, no, definitely not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so went along to it. Um, quite straightforward. Um, and they sort of like sort of talk you through. So they sort of like say, hey, who's here? Who's the skeptics? I put my hand up. There's about three of us in the whole room of 30 people. It's like, okay, good start. So, so off we go. <laughs> you're about to get the shit kicked out of here. <laughs> no, so, so they don't mind if you're skeptic. We don't mind. You know, fight your hair, try out. That's cool. So, you first of all go, we go down to, we go downstairs. So in this like sort of like castle, there's in this castle and we go downstairs to, I'm assuming was the cellar. Um, because we, we never weren't choosing, there's no sort of saying what it was because the castle's now a museum. Um, which is, it's weird walking around a museum at night. Um, so we walk down to the, to the sort of cellar part of it. And, he, and the doorways are like sort of like three foot tall. So I was having to crouch on like all fours to walk through them. And there's like sort of like three in a like three rooms in a row doing this. So it's like, oh, my back's going to give out doing this. It's fantastic. So and then the you'll fir- become a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Should we get for rocking around Norwich Castle? Yeah. So um, we go into the into the sort of first room. They turn out all the lights. Um, and they also, he also puts on the floor. He has like they've got he's got a, a torch that's. Um, so I twist switch on, so it doesn't have a button. You just twist it and it switches on or off. Yeah. Um, really cheap, basic torch. Um, he has like this ball that is motion. If you walk near it, it goes off, flashes. And I think he put something else down. What else did he put? I put an EMF reader down. Oh, incidentally, I now know that people who make phasmophobia have literally just copied exactly what these things are. If you literally, the, the EMF reader they had was identical to the one in phasmophobia. It's like, you guys just literally, you didn't, you haven't even tried to like sort of hide the copyright issue on this. You've literally just found these companies and just copied it exactly. Which is those, I thought, I thought, I'm sure. So, I suppose the companies who make EMS probably haven't got the same amount of money as, say, you know, McLaren have to pursue, <laughs> you know, well. copper efficiency. So, but I thought I was quite amused. It's, it's, it's like, I picked this EMS, like, oh, I remember using this in phasmophobia when I got killed. So, <laughs> see, phasmophobia, I find more scary because the, the ghosts did exist because they're programmed in. So you knew they were there. <laughs> Whereas, you knew they were there, so they were scarier. Yeah. 
Whereas this one, I was like, I was like, the whole evening, I wasn't bothered at all. I just like sat there, like I'm not. I, I, I thought, I thought, you know, psychologically, I thought perhaps it will start to get to me a bit because you know, dark room, like you know, your brain, your brain's hardwired to be worried about that sort of things because you know the old animal instinct kicks in and your brain's wired up to be scared of the dark. So you were more worried about being stabbed in the back by one of the other people that were there. Exactly. So I was, but I wasn't worried at all in the slightest. The team people next to me, there's one Paul Lash. He's like, "Oh, I'm so terrified." He said as he speak, he's just saying, "Is anybody there?" Nothing's happened yet, but she's like, "Oh, I'm so terrified." Um, some people Paul, they're being pushed and pulled. Somebody said they could feel himself going cold. Um, his little board did light up and rolled across the room. I did have, and he put his torch on the sort of shine on it. I tried to look, see where his feet were. Um, and they were on the ground, but they didn't, they didn't look like they'd just been moved. You know, sometimes you can just see when someone just put their foot back down. Yeah. Um, you were seeing if he triggered it himself. Yeah. I was trying to see if he triggered it himself. I couldn't tell. So I put that down as inconclusive. Um, <laughs> cause I could, he could have done it quick enough. I just didn't see it, but I'm putting that as inconclusive. But it, it, his ball did move across the room. So um, what you're saying is if you quickly saw it kind of, if you saw him kind of swipe and the ball ricocheted off the wall and, tagged someone in their head mm. then someone definitely moved yeah i mean like, people were saying they were seeing like figures moving about that i don't do is because if you stand if you're in a dark room and what well, most rooms aren't truly dark there's usually some ambient lights and these rooms weren't truly dark because there were security systems there and they obviously have some leds showing that they're running so there's a small little bit of light and it's surprising how little light you need to see and if you stand in a room just just to sort of like, that sounds so weird. Just the liquid in your eyes moving, your eyeballs will make things start to seem like they're move. There's stuff moving around. If you mm-hmm. go down a dark, a virtually dark room, you will see stuff moving about because it's just literally the water in your eyes moving about. It's, you know, just I mean, now, now if you look outside, you'll probably see like something floating across your eyes because you get the little bits of dirt and grass again in your eyes that float across. Yeah, uh, floaters. Yeah, just exactly. fat, it's yeah. fat deposits. Yeah. And in the dark, they could look like something moving. So I was like, I'm not too biased. That. I mean, people, I, I did see a green flash, which looked like a little LED flashing. Where it flashed, there was nobody. It couldn't have been anybody. But again, it was sort of such a split second. I put it down to just a, you know, random visual glitch that occurred. Yeah. So I was, I wasn't, I wasn't totally confused. But I did see something. I, I thought that did happen. I, I did see it, but I don't believe that was anything there. I think it was just a visual glitch. Oh, it was interesting. Some people were allowed to go off by themselves. If you wanted, you could choose to learn vision. They put them into like a random dark room all by themselves. I was hoping to have a chance to do that later on. I didn't get a chance, unfortunately. But I would like, I would like to have done a lone vigil just to sort of see the psychological effect. Um, You'd have been sat there and cracked open a magnet, and that'd have been it. Yeah, there was um, some person. This poor guy he put this, this girl in the sort of archway, and she just said, "Someone just breathed over my shoulder." We just heard from the other end of the room. Sorry, I sniffed. <laughs> so that was the first bit sorry matt i had a rotten curry yeah so also did fast it came into the room oh, and a guy go, goes now i can show you that wasn't a ghost so <laughs> he said he said ghosts are more polite <laughs> so oh, there you go uh, so then they split us up into like okay this group's gonna go off with um the the experienced people who's done it before you guys come off with this, you go for serious, and you're going to do another little vigil. The ones who haven't done it before, you come back upstairs. And we're going to show you the equipment that we've got, how it all works, and talk you through it. So they took us upstairs. They showed us how the EMF reader worked. Um, they showed they had a spirit box, 
Um, they showed us that working. They had a table for table tipping, and it had a yes/no carved into it. They had a, they had a number of Ouija boards, um, dowsing rods, which they showed us how to use. Um, and I, so as soon as I got dowsing rods, I was like, "Oh, here we go." And my mother was my mother wanted to come along with us, so she she's the one who bought this for me as a Christmas present, and she came along as well. She's always did ghost hunting as well. She is a Probably more on the scale of, of belief and non-belief, she's more the believer side. She's uh, an enthusiast. Yeah, she's more. I, I, she, she's not. I would say she's not convinced, but she's definitely a more. Whereas I'm like, nah, I definitely exist. She's very much like, oh, there might be something there. Um, the dancing words. She was. I was sat there thinking. I wasn't getting any response. She was getting yes and no's because when they cross, they show yes, and when they show no's. And I was using this dance once. I thought, I wonder what happens if I just, and I was like, just sort of like fiddling, sort of fiddling a bit. I sort of stopped asking yes or no questions. And I very quickly worked out how to make dancing rods cross and uncross without actually looking like you're moving. And it's the right. s- slightest, because you hold them so loose in your hand, just the slightest tilt of your wrists, if you're to re- make them go in the direction your wrists are t- leaning, so if you tilt your wrist slightly inwards, they'll go and they'll cross. If you sit your wrist slightly outwards, they'll go out and cross. And I said to myself, I figured these out. I just sat there and I said, look. I said, I said ask me a, a yes or no question. She did. And I just like said, oh, there you go, yes. I just I t- turned back out and said, ask me a question. She said, no. And I turned back out. And at one point I said, oh, spirits, are dousing rods a load of crap? And I made them say yes. So, I, like, so I said, I figured this out. I said, and I, said I, could, I could see actually somebody... I could see somebody not realise they're doing that. Mm-hmm. I could see someone subconsciously thinking they're getting answers, yes, no answers, not realise. They probably generally believe they are, not realising that they are just their own fine. Because it's, it's such a tiny movement you need to do to make it work. She couldn't mm-hmm. tell I was moving my heart hands. But it's so tiny, you could make it work. Um, so I could see how somebody could self-convince themselves that it's working. Sure. So it's like, okay, I think that's a, I think they're a load of nonsense. Um, so after that, we then went and did a, we then split up into two groups. Um, sort of our real group A, there's group B as well, obviously. Um, we went down, back down, sort of into, they went to the prison. And it was quite cool. The prison we went to in this, the prisons in this uh, castle were original. They still had all the original wooden fixtures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so from like, Hundreds of years previously, that was kind of cool. Actually, that's actually the neat part. I was like, oh, this is all original. Um, it's not the last time I went to Norwich Castle, we locked my friend in the stocks. Yeah, this, so, this, I will say, this wasn't, this wasn't Norwich Castle we went to. But no, I'm just saying, last time we went to Norwich Castle and we saw any of that stuff, we locked a couple of people up in them. So that was good. Always good. Did you throw things at them? No, sadly. Oh, could have thrown a suit of armor at him, I suppose, if I could have dragged it down, <laughs> down the steps. But. Yeah. Mate, we're going to throw some things at you. Like what? I think these spears. Oh, that'd be rad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so-and-so's found a crossbow. We're going to throw that at you. Well, just the bolt part. <laughs> but he's, his arm's a bit up, so you can use a crossbow to throw it for him. I'm using my dowsing crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spirit. He's shooting through the head for yes, shooting through the arm for no. <laughs> um. 
we went to prison again. He put on his he had this other little thing. He called it a pot, and basically it's a little, it's a, it's a. I can never remember the name of them. You know those um, it's a, it's a little motion sensor that uses you know those, those little sensors where you just those like that musical instrument that guy built where if you put your hand just near it, it makes noise. Feramon. Feramon. That was it. I knew it began with fur name. I could not. I knew it began with th. I could not. I can't want to call it familiamide, but that's a that's a. a <laughs> no, drug. I guess that's just yeah, something very different. <laughs> yeah, something very different. Um. So, like, a pheromone type device, he had it near, and he put it in the doorway, and that was all set it up, and that was quiet, just flashing away. Uh, put his little ball down, and his torch down. And he started the usual, we didn't have a vigil, so he started asking questions, anyone there, so forth. Um, they said, do you want anyone else want to try? So, my mother, being the person who's just used to working at Sunday groups and just jumping in immediately and, and asking, and sort of volunteering stuff, started asking questions. And as she started asking questions, the torch started lighting up, like, in response. As she said, asked for yes or no, it would light up when it sort of, like, appropriate times. Um, and also shortly after it started doing that, his little pot thing started making a noise, as if there's someone stood near it. So we kept going, and we basically, if this was all, if, if we believe this all was true, uh, we established that we were talking to a young 11-year-old girl, um, who was, who, wasn't in the dungeons, but she knew someone who was and was scared of the man in the doorway who was saying the pot off. That's what we established through yes or no questions. Beautiful. Yeah. Now, I didn't get a chance to look at the torch, so I don't know if it was a, if he rigged it. I would like to assume these guys aren't. I, they said at the start that we don't rig anything, um, or anything like that. And some of the other people who we were with who'd done different companies said to us, look, we like this company because the other ones we've been on, we can tell they are scammers. They are, they're, they were, again, because they're all scammers, but they, they could tell they're scammers. We could tell they were, um, faking it all. Whereas these people seem to be like, you know, legit doing it, you know, legit to all foreign processes. So I'm, I, I suppose it's all like, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and I have no reason to disbelieve them. And I actually want to think about money, getting money through the, at the ends of it. Okay. Um, so, but I'm gonna, so I'm gonna give him a pass now, but it could just be a folly torch, it could be just randomness, who knows. Um, but yeah, his torch was indeed lighting up at the right, and it was lighting up virtually on time every time. I was, and I found that actually quite interesting. I was watching, I thought that quite interesting. Um, I must admit, I found myself getting very cold, like goosebumps on my arms in that room. Um, cold. Um, mother was sitting next to me. She was fine. She was actually hot. Now, I personally, I sort of thought, sat down to the fact that where I was standing, there was like, um, another prison cell behind me and there was a hole in the wall. And running yeah. my arm through the wall, it was quite cool in there. So I feel, I feel I just hit a cold front from the other room. Um, but I did feel cold, and interestingly, when he did switch off his little pox, he said his main team's got fed up, so I'm fed up with this machine making all this noise. He switched that off, everything else stopped. We just, everything just, just stopped, disappeared, and we didn't get any more response after that. So that was interesting. I actually found that quite interesting. Uh, and I said, not enough to convince me, but I found that interesting. Uh, we then went downstairs, uh, to do, um, uh, table tipping. Right. Um, so to, for those who don't know, you literally have a table, you basically rest your fingers on the table very lightly. And the idea is that the ghosts will robble the table and lift up, get up on one leg, spin it round. 
So we were trying that. We weren't getting much result. Now, I was very conscious of what I was doing. So I was like, going, okay, I'm going to put my fingers on this table. I'm going to very light touch it. However, I'm just going to hold them there, let the table move like underneath them. I'm not going to like properly go with it. I'm not because what I think was happening there a little bit, I think we were getting a bit of, for lack of a better term, a bit of resonance happening. Um, you know, where basically a bit like, a bit like what, you know, like it's like pushing a child on the swing. Every time it comes down, you push it just the right time to get it to build up the momentum. Mm-hmm. Or like or walking around a bucket of water, it sloshes, and if you get into rhythm with it, it gets faster and faster and faster. And oh, so what you're basically size. saying is one person shifts it on purpose, the other person it. subconsciously shifts with it, and then yep. you actually get proper movement rather than... Yeah, because you're all adding together, basically. Yeah. Because when I was just made, being conscious to just rest my hands on it, not push down or anything like that to hold it, just rest my hands on it, but not go with the rhythm... It barely moved. When I would la- like allowed my hands to go the rhythm, it started to move really a lot. I suspect that's what was happening there. I suspect it was going somebody. And again, I feel a lot of this is unconscious. I don't think people deliberately are f- making it happen. Most people aren't. It only takes one lead. Yeah, usually. Even, and I think yeah, it takes one person to do a little push up, even realizing it, and it can start to build. So I personally, and the people we were with was a um, a family of various generations, um, and they were like, and and they were sort of like trying because we weren't getting much luck until I sort of let myself go with it a bit. I found that really, I thought that was a, I thought so. I'm, I was going to okay, I think this is just a case of we're building up ourselves type job because when they say right, well let's get onto two legs, I was like, it's going to be on the left side and side of the table is going to go up, and it goes and it, it did. It's like, oh yeah, that's what I thought was going to go. And I sort of predict which one of it is, and as I and when it went up to one leg, the leg I guess was O to the white one. So I thought mm, I wasn't convinced by that. But at one point we started doing yes no questions. We had a little like oh, what's called pan planchette. Looks like a teardrop type thing with a little pointer on it. And mm. you basically ask yeah you put your hands on it, and then you ask yes no questions. And the idea is it moves the yes or no on the table, um, and. They basically start to say, "Do you know anyone around this table that moved to one of the people?" And she said, and they asked it name. Uh, do, do you know name? And they went and went to the yes, and they established that it was their grandmother slash mother, who they were talking to. Um, we were told when doing this sort of stuff, you should ask control questions. So you should ask a question that. So let's say, for example, you'll say to him, "Oh." Was your um is oh if uh, so oh is Uncle Howard with you, and he, knowing full that Uncle Howard is still alive, and if they say yes, then you know that's that's that the ghost is lying to you, or it's like another ghost pretending to be somebody else. Is how they put it to us. Sure. So ask Yeah, sure. Um, one thing I did notice. Um, again, I think this is subconscious. Is one asking the questions tended to, if it was gone, they wanted the yes to, they'd say, if the answer is yes, go to yes. If the answer is no, go to no. When it was a question that was a control question, they'd say, if the answer is no, go to no. If the answer is yes, go to yes. They flip it around. Without, I think they, again, I think they're probably doing it unintentionally. And it would, so I, who didn't know these people, knew what the correct answer should be yeah. before doing it. 
I also noticed it tended to move from the top where most people had their hands. The bottom corner where me and one other guy was, it, it sort of tended to pivot on, but the sort of like main force it was on the top part. Yeah. So again, I suspect it's a case of if everybody knows the if everybody around them knows each other, they know the answer. They're going to subconsciously push it again. I don't think people do, once again. I don't think people are doing this deliberately. I don't think they know they're doing this. Um. So it's subconsciously going to move it to the yes or the no. So this went on for some time. Um. So they they obviously mean I won't take it away from them. they were absolutely convinced. They seem most of them seem absolutely convinced that they had contacted their dear old grandmother slash mother. I would never take that away from somebody saying, no, if it's a load of bollocks. So I was like, no, like, oh, you had a good result. Went along with it, went along with it. I would never take it away from them because that's, if that gives them a bit of peace, mm-hmm. then who am I to say, no, it's bollocks. Who am sure. I to do that? So I left that. I'm usually skeptical of that kind of thing because I've, I've seen and worked with people who have set up cons like that. And you'd be very surprised in a group how many people are actually on the side of the people setting up the con. Mm. Like how many people are actually in on it. So you think, oh, gee, it's just a nice family. And it turns out it's not just a nice family because they only they only need to sell XYZ number of tickets to all fall into profit. So, you know, as yeah. you say, if, if someone gets something positive out of it, then so be it. Yeah, so... Uh, we then so that was like a sore first. Then we were allowed to go off by our so that we went back to the main base, and then we were allowed to go off by ourselves for an hour and do our own thing. And the rule was like, if the door is open, you can go in. If it's closed, it's off limits. But after that, you can go wherever you want in the whole castle. If you want equipment, sign out, put your name next to it, sign it out, and go round and go wherever you feel like. So we did. Um, we um. We picked me and my mother went off. She hit the dousing wads up. I picked off picked up an EMF, you know, the old classic phasmophobia thing. Yeah. I went yeah. off to um we went up, so there's like a chapel room upstairs. Went in there, got pretty much no response. Nothing at all. Um we then went back downstairs, went to a went to a room which had a well in it. And um we're in the room in the well. And we're sort of chatting, we're sort of asking for like anything, anyone there, and so forth. Suddenly, there's this massive clunk noise behind us. Like, what was that? Like, that's a bit weird. Then I was like, I said, but that sounds, that sounds very mechanical. I said, well, I said, what's in that cupboard? Over the cupboard, there was, a, there was it was electronics, it was electrics cupboard. There's a big mechanical, there was a big time switch in there. And so oh, it just clicked. it had been set it was set to switch over at one AM and we were in there at one AM so it switched over. So that that again for example, for a split sound that just makes you think to your brain your brain has that little bit of thinking, what was that? And then your brain goes, No, hang on a second, what what actually was that? Um we then actually found this little um hidden away actually but it was um, like a little set of, set of spiral staircases. This castle's got a little cupola on the top mm-hmm. and we went all the way up to the top basically and if we go always to the top thing. Well, this is going to be a bit interesting. It's quite atmospheric and safe. We've got to the top, and we've got to the top. What, what was in it? Storage boxes, just random assortments of random tat. That obviously Starbucks. the castle. Uh, yeah, it's a dump place. They obviously had no idea what that's put. So let's put up in the cooper. Who the poor fucker had to walk up you know, spiral staircase like that? Because the big many, there's like you know many spiral staircases are like they're like massive steps. You have to you virtually fall down them. So who was a poor bugger had to carry all these boxes up there? <laughs> and leave them up there. The intern with a decent life insurance policy. Yeah. 
there was a um, there was also a little light in the sort of on the stairs that, that seemed to be coming on and off by itself. We thought it was mo- at first we thought it was a motion light, um, and it had been set off. And then we was like, hang on, a second, let's just time this. So we started timing it, and it went on every eight seconds. It's like okay, it's not a motion light. That's just it's just faulty, and it's just tripping every eight seconds or so. Or as a ghost walking past every eight seconds is really good at timing. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. So basically, our loan, our I say loan. Our visual just me and my mother, we was we got no we got nothing happened to us there. Um go back to the main room. So again we split up into groups again. So we went down with um down to back to all to the celery type place. Um and we got the Ouija board out. Um I will say my mother sat out of all this. She's um Christian, she doesn't believe in contacting the dead. She should she think you shouldn't contact the dead, so she didn't want to take part any sales. I, I just want to throw out there, I'm sorry, but being in the vicinity is still considered Yeah, I, I, I think I think that was a um I think that's just I think she was like, I want to do ghost hunting, but I don't really want to be involved contacting the dead. Well I don't think it quite works like that. Yeah, so, that's it. But, so <laughs> that's I said, well, I'm I'm not contacting the dead. They are, I just happen to be with them. No, it would be like if I was with someone and they pulled the trigger, I can still be done for that. Yeah. Even if I wasn't the one doing it myself. Yeah. Y- your rules, you can't bend them as you wish. But yeah. okay. So, but, but she didn't want to take part of the sale. She didn't want to take Percy part of the sale. So that's fine. I thought that, that's fine. I asked what went to look. I would like to have a. I would like to take part on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I won't. If you're really uncomfortable about it, I won't. Mm-hmm. But. I would like to. I appreciate you don't want to. And she said, and she's like, well, I would rather you not, but I'm not going to stop you. So Being I, I raised a Catholic, on. I can tell you now, Ram, you're already going to hell. So don't worry Excellent. about it. No worries. So, God forgives, it's fine. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Old Testament. No. <laughs> so, we um, go on this Ouija board, and um, <laughs> so... We started asking like use questions there, spirit here, and getting yes, and then you'd ask like, okay, what can you spell your name? And start to spell a name out. And then for some reason, I think our Ouija board was faulty because it kept going spirit kept spelling M A, M A, M A out constantly, very regular, and we'd have to say like goodbye. And then we got to this one, we said, Okay, what's your um um when it's like okay, your spirit here, yep. Uh, when did you die? And he went to 1928. Okay. Um, what were you, um, what was your name? And all your initials. And the initials it gave was FN. Okay. What was your name? And can you spell it? So it started with N and it kept spelling out. Eventually spelled the name Nolan. And like, okay. What was your first name? And then it spelled F A R T. Uh, for fart and I was, like, I was like I said are you a bit of a joker and he went yes and then someone asked were you the jester here and it went F no so, <laughs> so cute was, sorry cute cute yeah um, so I said to it are you the so you're not the other uh, no it went F no and then it went yes I said do you mean like you're the funny one in the group and it went yes and it's like, where did you work? Kitchen. Um, where did you die? Kitchen. 
Um, and then he's like, okay, um, can we speak to somebody else now? So I said goodbye. She, you have to say goodbye to the ghost, apparently. So we said goodbye to it. Um, we then started, we then started again. And, uh, basically, long story short, Nolan wouldn't leave us alone. We kept seeing him fall in contact with him every single time. He kept mess, messing us around. Um, we kept chatting, but we ended up chatting a fair amount. Um, we then, and this is, this is the sort of like, this was, I think, interesting for my mother. I said, do you know anyone around this, this table, this, um, board? And said, yes. It said, okay, do you, can you spell the name? Now, the name it spelled out was mine. Now, the people I was with had asked me my name at the start, and I told them. So I was like, yeah, it doesn't mean really they knew, they know who I am. So it then asked to spell out their name, and it spelled out, and I won't say their name, um, but basically it spelled my grandmother's name, who is dead. And it's like, okay, and they said, oh, over to you. And I said, okay. I asked a question. I said, can you spell out the name of the person sat next to me? And it did get it wrong. The first time it spelled T-A-R-Z. It's like, okay, do you want to try again? The second time it did spell out the correct, the correct name mm-hmm. from my mother next to me. So that was interesting. My mom found that, mom found that the most interesting bit, actually, because she said they did, the people we were with didn't know my grandma's and they didn't know her name either. Mm-hmm. My opinion of it is, is that, again, I think this could be my own bias involved in this because you're moving around the board. It's very light touch. And I can just see it. If it goes over a letter you're familiar with and you're expecting, you may subconsciously, without thinking about it, put the brakes on, as it were. Mm-hmm. So I said, I said, I suspect, I said, I think, I have a feeling my own biases were coming out and mm-hmm. I was stopping it moving at the right points. Because mm-hmm. um, I said, I, 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 I just found that a bit, it's, 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 it's either very weird, it was weird what happened, but I, I suspect it was my own bias stopping it at the right points. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did our Ouija board um, and we, we ended up, we did a few more, and then we ended up going back upstairs, and they were doing um, like they had tables out game. They're doing yes no questions on the tables this time. Mm-hmm. So we were on the table, and we ended up the same family as the first as the first time, and we're moving the glass around, and um, we are started questions, and we saw sort of like oh did you? And we found were you like ghost cultures? Yes. Um, uh, so we asked, I said, did you die in the last hundred years? Yes. Did you die here? Yes. Okay. Did you die in the 1920s? Yes. Did you die in 1921? Yes. I think I'm getting a lot of yeses here all of a sudden. I said, did you die by accident? Yes. Did you die by falling? Yes. Because that's the first thing I thought of. Someone said, did you die by falling off a ladder? Yes. I said, hang on. This seems a bit weird. Why are we getting all these are we really that good at, we're really good at guessing and we get every question right or being mucked around with? Because someone's saying, oh, well, you, are you over 50? Yes. Are you 60? Yes. We're getting yes to everything. And then someone said, are you mucking around with us? And it went, yes. And I said, are you Nolan? And it went, yes. So uh, at this point, I, at this point, so I said, oh, well, yeah, we had him downstairs. So, um, then we saw, like, said, okay, can we speak to somebody else now? So it went end. Then the people said, is anyone else around here? Yep. Do you know him? Yep. And it was their 
grandmother again, supposedly. Mm. And but at one point, the guy asked, "Do how many, do you have three granddaughters?" And it said yes. And they all looked very confused to each other. It's like, well, we've only got she's only got two. And I said, "Are you are you are you our little dress our little joker again?" And he went, "Yes." So I'm actually if no one existed, I'm actually getting quite to like him because he's just taking the piss out of everybody. <laughs> if he does exist, if he did exist, and he was a ghost now, I kind of like him. He's, 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 he likes like I'm just going to f- mess with these people up. They're coming to my castle. I'm going to fuck them up basically. So I was like, okay, can you go? Can you leave us now and go elsewhere? Okay, this went end. So at our point, it just stopped. The glass stopped moving. Nothing happened. Then about a minute later, the other table, the other side of the room, I just all heard someone, say, heard someone shout. It goes, oh no, we've got that bloody Joker again. Mm. <laughs> so there you thing. go. Yeah. So that was all that. That was our last thing we did. I have to say, so it was, oh, I was talking about, it was about a six hour long thing we did. We started at nine, finished at 3 a.m. I did actually really have great fun. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by the whole thing. There were some weird things that happened, but nothing that I can't quite find an explanation for. Yeah. Um, I, but just as an experience, I'm actually, I would like to go on another one. <laughs> have another go do something else. Cause I just found, I, just, I did find it, if anything, I found it quite fun. So, but there's um, we had a look around. There's, there's one that's on an army base. So I quite fancy going to the army base. So, but yeah, that was our little ghost hunting expedition. That was first my favorite, but no one got possessed. No one got you know killed and murdered, um, which I was expecting. I want. I thought that's why there's so many people there. Thought they're probably going to lose ten of them tonight. So, um, <laughs> but nothing like that happened. Um, but yeah, it was an enjoyable evening. Oh, apparently there's one you could do in a nuclear bunker. That's fantastic. And if you want, you can you can spend the night there as well. I mean, you know, now I know where I can get myself a nuclear bunker. It's got ghosts, though, so just be wary of that. Oh, I'm not bothered by that. <laughs> I have kids, so I'm used to annoyances. <laughs> You're used to random noises in the night. Exactly. And weird apparitions appearing in your, in your room. Yeah, little ghostly figures at the bottom of my bed. <laughs> Oh no. oh no, it's just the children again. It's like here we go again. <laughs> so yeah, but no, it was it was a very enjoyable night. I'll put a link to the company in the show notes if anyone wants to play around. But yeah, it was um it was fun. Fair that. So cool. So that was my phantasmophobia IRL. <laughs> um so on have you got anything else, Skaz? Nah mate, I'm done. Awesome, fantastic. Right, in that case, I'm gonna say thank you both for watching us and joining us this evening. Um if you we can join us on our next podcast on Saturday the twenty third of October, um twenty twenty one at nine thirty GMT plus one, which will be the last one in summer day of the time, then we go back to winter time. Yay. Yay. Uh, you can go to our website, uh randers.co.uk. You can visit us on RC here on YouTube, youtube.com slash randnerds or twitch, twitch.tv slash randnerds. We ask to do a games night, um, every other Tuesday. This is always Tuesday after podcast. So our next one is this Tuesday at half past eight GMT plus one. You can see me on twitch.tv slash the Suffolk Ram. And me at twitch.tv forward slash skazius, SK4ZZI0US. So look forward to seeing you there. And until f- f- for Fortnite's time, I look forward to seeing you in Fortnite's time on episode 177. Which you'll all forget anyway, because I already have. <laughs> I have to remind Sky, it's like 10 minutes before we start every day. It's true. Yeah. And after the podcast. And after I edit it. <laughs> yeah. And before so, we upload it. 
Yeah. What episode was that again? When's the podcast <laughs> again? You've only been doing this for a million years. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, family, see you later. Take it easy, guys. Bye.